Hey, coconuts. Hey, coconuts. Hey, someone. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Maral? Oh, my God. I miss you. I miss you, too. Last week was so blank. Yeah, exactly. Like, did it even happen? Because we didn't even talk about it. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. um... Yeah, I wonder that, too. Yeah, I wonder if the week even existed. Yeah, happy belated Eid Mubarak. How was your Eid, Saman? Um, my Eid was good. I, um, you know, like I had like some cousins come over. Like one of my cousins had moved to like Abu Dhabi, but um, you know, they made a little trip for Eid, so that was cute. Um, other than that, yeah, there was like a bunch of kids in the house. You know, the energy level was super high, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was like it was a cute Eid. Like you know, <laughs> what about you? How was your Eid? <laughs> Eid was, uh, it was really fast. I mean, I, I wish there were more people here. Um, some of our relatives have moved mm-hmm. and some of my cousins aren't here because, you know, they decide to get married, um, which is so inconsiderate right. for our Eid um, festivities. <laughs> yeah, so rude. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was, it was still nice, you know, like I'm still close to, um, I'm very close to the adults in my family. So we had a good Eid, um, nice. alhamdulillah. Yeah. Plus, I binged a lot of shows <laughs> on Eid, so that was fun. Which is the best part, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, what do you call it? So, this is like kind of like a little bit of our like last episode of the season. So, we don't yeah. have like a proper like uh, um, things that we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk about everything, mm-hmm. guys. So, brace yourself. Plus, Morale and I have been like spoken to each other in a, a couple days like in a week or so so like yeah yeah. actually it's been two weeks right yeah anyway so yeah because of that like you know we're just gonna be catching up as well (laughs) yeah yeah um, overall how would you say your ramadan was like did you like it did you have fun (laughs) i don't know why i asked did you like it i'm sure you liked it i loved ramadan honestly um but i feel like i'm glad that you asked me this question out of 10 i would rate my performance in Ramadan um a five Mm -hmm. I feel like I could have done so much and I just wasn't doing it I don't know it was uh, for some of my friends it was very very spiritual over here but for some of my other friends it was very fast and and um I think it's because we were comparing it to the Ramadan we had during lockdown because there was just so much that you could have done because do you mean like the the white noise of the world was basically turned off but I think Ramadan was okay. I mean, I had fun filling out the, you know, the little tips of the day and deeds of the day for my family and discussing that. Plus we did like um, our Marvel binges in between prayers and and it was always fun, you know, making futur and getting my brother involved in all the crazy things in the kitchen. But overall, I feel like it was, it was really fast for me. Um, plus like, yeah, I think I'm just really old now. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, wow. I couldn't move that much <laughs> but um but yeah it was good I missed my water bottle though so I'm, I'm glad I can have my buddy back <laughs> yeah what about you I would say that like um I agree with you by the way like I would rate my like Ramadan uh, like like that too like spiritually like you know in the sense of like how much I did um on a spiritual level like I wouldn't give it a high rating either. Like I would say, like you know, what did you give yourself? Six or five? Six. I gave <laughs> six. myself yeah, a six. I give myself a six too. 
but yeah I don't know if I give myself five I don't know let's say let's say 5.5 5. <laughs> okay, yeah yes yeah, because like yeah, yeah you're right like I didn't go like above and beyond like how I would have like you know previously and stuff mm-hmm. but you know what's interesting for me like last uh last Ramadan like I was like pretty good like up until the last week and then I got sick I don't know if you remember that I remember but, like, that yeah, yeah. So, like I was obviously praying and stuff but like my head was like kind of foggy from all the medicines I was taking so like yeah um that's why I was like super excited about this Ramadan but like somehow like it just like like I don't know I had a weird feeling like I don't know it was just like weird it went by really fast and I feel like I just didn't like grasp it well like well enough like I didn't take advantage of it but anyways you know like inshallah we get to see more Ramadans so yeah yeah for sure inshallah I yeah um I wanted to say something else yeah the other thing was during Ramadan I I don't know like the weather um so my skin gets affected with the weather (laughs) really badly and basically I I ended up going to the doctor after was like well I guess it was you could say easily after like nine months Mm -hmm. and the doctor put me on two um antibiotic courses antibiotic courses I don't know what the proper form would that be but yeah so that kind of had me quite groggy as well because um yeah so it was just yeah it's you know what like when I was on antibiotics and the other medications I actually didn't fast the last like three days because I had to take them three times a day like it was okay and so like I there was like no way like I don't know like he was just saying that like take it like that like the timing yeah And then like, yeah, and I legit like, you know how you're describing the grogginess and all Mm -hmm. of that, I was feeling that as well. And then like at times, like you feel a bit like nauseous as well, like when you take antibiotics, especially when they're like, you know, like a thousand milligrams or something like that, like it gets like really hard. (laughs) So so, like, I understand how much, how you must have felt like it must have been so difficult keeping Rosas with antibiotics. Yeah, for sure. Um, Plus, like, the other thing is, I mean, my my antibiotics were okay because they were twice a day. So I was able to, like, obviously, there wasn't a 12 hour gap in between, but more more or less but the other thing um was that I realized was that this Ramadan so like okay 2020 Ramadan was amazing so I'm not even gonna like count that in but the other Ramadans before that were in Pakistan so there was a lot happening because I was with family and the other Ramadans before that were like you know while I was in Jeddah we had family friends we had do you get me like there would be an a futur party or like not suhoor party but like an after like a before suhoor party and stuff I remember once going to go see like relatives and then afterwards my friends texted me saying that hey let's meet up for early suhoor and uh we went for early suhoor we also had a little shisha break which was super great I hope my parents aren't listening to this but yeah so I mean it was it was really well spent get me like it was it was fun meeting your friends but like this Ramadan I only got to see I only went out for Futur like four times Mm -hmm. and um yeah it was it was weird and I think there was only like two two Futurs where I was meeting more than more than one person the other two were just like you know one-on-one um which were really well spent as well because they were with amazing human beings Mm -hmm. but still it's just it was it was a bit humdrum so yeah it was totally so cute though. I, I totally get it you know what like one of the things that I miss the most is like uh, my like Ramadans in Saudi Arabia because um like you know when I was living in a compound like there were so many people that were like around my age or, or like even younger and stuff we would go to the masjid together we would do tarawih together and all of that stuff like here in Dubai right now the 
the masjids are closed for like the women's section the men's sections are open and like even then like because of social distancing like you know my dad has to pray like outside so he takes his own like janamaz and you know like he'll because they're trying to keep space between people and stuff so like yeah so like um a lot of the things that we relied on like you know going to taravi yeah and, you know, that, um, those kind of things have been taken away so like i yeah there's a weird like sadness yeah it is a weird sadness <laughs> yeah. because yeah thank like, you for pointing that out sorry yeah i was just gonna say like you said about like you know having people uh friends and like you know that you can hang out with after taravi like you know this is gonna sound bad like when you were younger we would like, <laughs> skip a few taravis and go to like a bakala like you know and have some like ice cream and candy and stuff a and bakala then, like, is a mini mart <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no for i mean Dude, going to going to Bakalas um was always like it was awesome. But yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is a rite of passage. Oh my god, dude, it's so sad. Most of the Bakalas like in my in my area are closed now. Yeah. So that's also sad. Like, but also to to what you just said about um about Tarawi, like yeah, you know, like mosques are closed for women. Um, I mean, I guess women can go, but like in my immediate um like area I don't really have like mosques where women are going to go pray so the men are praying outside in the in like in the parking lot and stuff but even that it's kind of just like okay but that's also pretty quick they wrap it up in like half an hour so yeah and there's no like late night prayers like the ones that would be after midnight those used to be so much fun like I remember we'd have like a midnight snack you know and then like get pumped because we'd be coming back before Suhoor just to like grab a burger on the way back so yeah good times yeah. like I said we're old now <laughs> our mothers used to give out like little water bottles and they were so cute I'm a yeah. freak for little water bottles okay I don't know why I'm just obsessed with them because maybe because I have, like little hands and I just <laughs> <laughs> they, they feel like they're ginormous <laughs> do you feel like you're a normal sized person yeah I do I do <laughs> so like yeah I used to like you know put one little water bottle in my pocket and like you know hold one in my hand and just shut up okay yes I used to steal from the buzzer don't judge me no but it's it's not really stealing they're there yeah, for yeah. us to take so it's fine <laughs> yeah I no I I missed that dude I 110% used to do that <laughs> like, I used to take you know those big like um not tote bags you know those cloth bags that are like that used to be like a fashion statement like back in the day when we were like teenagers I used to take that to the mosque and I would like pull water bottles in because you never know when you'll get thirsty you know in the 10 minute car ride so woo. Yeah. <laughs> good times <laughs> polluting the earth with plastic key <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> crap <laughs> you know what um speaking of plastic oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna get so distracted right now from <laughs> okay, okay anyways i want that um uh what do you call it that's the ceasefire ceasefire documentary and yeah um you know what they were saying they were saying that all these like plastic bands that we put on like you know the straws and like um whatever he said that like in uh, in the scheme of things those things are actually not really making a huge difference and mm-hmm. that like the actual like a lot of the problems are like those major plastic waste such as like the fishing nets and all of that stuff he said that 46 percent of the plastic waste is from fish nets 
and um like them like biodegrading and those are the things that that get stuck in like a fish's like stomach or like a, a turtle's yeah. like you know like stomach or his nose or whatever so yeah. those were like uh, actual like contributing factors that resulted in like you know like yeah all these deaths of like little turtles and like yeah. uh, fishies and stuff oh my god that documentary literally like blew my mind i had no idea that the that the fishing industry was so terrible and so barbaric and they still have like slavery like i was seeing uh, like there was like this country that he was i think it was thailand and it, it, there was like some kid that had like escaped or something and he was like uh telling um his experience and he said that like not only are they you know like worked to the bone but like if somebody like dies or if somebody's not like following orders or whatever they just like leave their like dead body right next to the fishes like you know like it was so effing scary i was like what the hell it's like a mafia like i i mm. can't even explain it to you moral you need to watch that documentary i do need to watch it yeah i'm 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 saving it up like i do want to watch it and i've heard such good things about it it's one of the, like apparently it's been described as one of those documentaries where you went in to look for something else and you ended up finding something else entirely yeah. and um, a lot of people that watched it have decided that they're not going to eat fish anymore yeah. and um yeah Honestly, it's so like sad because like uh, you know what a lot of people can decide that they don't want to eat fish anymore but like if you think about it it's the major corporations that control that though like you know they're still mm-hmm. going to be selling fish products and you yeah. still, like like hopefully like I, I mean it will take a really long time for them for the supply to decrease like you know like the actual supra- supply but fish and, like, is going to run out right like what was the like, statistic that like can't let that happen like if the fish is yeah. Oh my god the guy that made the documentary the way okay so it, it was so like uh, let me just give you like a brief like thingy about it mm-hmm. like the way he started it was that he just really liked fishes like you know he like really liked dolphins and he liked going to marine land and like you know those kind of places and so he yeah. started by like looking into like marine land kind of thing okay uh-huh. and then like one thing led him to another to, to another and then he ended up like getting like super involved in everything and um yeah so like that's why like you know people went in thinking like oh it's only going to be about like how fishes are not treated well in like marine land or something yeah. like that but then it turned out to be like plastic everything yeah and, um one of the really important like cool facts that he said but he said that like it still has to be researched more on he said that like the way fishes move uh, inside the water it also like contributes to um like mixing the temperatures of the water like preventing it from becoming like overheated and stuff so mm-hmm. um he was saying that like if we kill out all our fishes like all the you know uh sea life it's actually going to impact global warming on like a really like large scale because then water is just going to become hot and like you know then like uh, the ice caps will melt blah 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 and i was like oh my god everything is related to everything <laughs> it's insane <laughs> yeah everything is related to everything it Yeah, I remember there there was um I think they did a documentary on SeaWorld as well and everyone's pissed like everyone wants to get rid of SeaWorld and they're trying to boycott it and stuff but a lot of people are just like no it's one of the easiest things to take our children to whatever same thing goes for zoos but it's um it's really bad it's like there's like an intricate balance that needs to be upheld you know with oh, like exactly. with nature and obviously we're disturbing it like it's it's also another thing like i i remember i was reading up on um avocados like this is when i was 
when I was vegetarian and I was, um, so I like, I did come back to eating meat, but that's only because I got really sick and guys, I didn't get sick because I was vegetarian. I got sick because I did not have a proper diet. Like I was working at a job that I, like I was on campus for 14 hours a day and I was living off of potatoes, which is not good. Okay. Alu samosa in Pakistan make no sense to me. Like it's carbs wrapped in carbs fried given to you as a snack to have with chai and it's just like it makes no sense to me anyway that's why i got sick someone was actually one of the one of the doctors that talked some sense into me and she's like please start eating meat before you die um but yeah like it got really bad um but i was doing research on avocados and and the supply like basically the supply cannot meet the demand anymore because everyone around the world wants like an avocado toast oh my god like i'm gonna have guac like blah 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 and everyone wants it and it is one of the hype things now so the supply can't meet the demand like so much water is used for avocados that i mean it takes time to grow as well that's why like people started like do you get me like i know people that are trying to grow it themselves at home but um but yeah we all need to sort of like relax with the trends yeah. basically so right. like um i, I yeah. guess like uh, uh when it comes to fish it's literally the same thing because people do think that it's yeah. a lot more healthier i mean it is like an you know, sense fish is healthy. healthy fish is good yeah. for skin i remember like yeah. while i was a teenager so many people try to convince me to eat fish which i have a funny story by the way it's come it's so it's related to you and um i remember I when like we were like kids so. <laughs> i know you don't like fish yeah. okay so guys again like i've mentioned how someone is an amazing hospitable human being um if you're ever fortunate enough to like live with her but also if you're ever fortunate to go to a fish parlor with her while she doesn't like fish i assure you you have nothing to worry about because she will make chicken sandwiches oh, yeah. and pasta for you to eat because she herself did not want to eat fish and i remember like someone was like my lifeline when we had to go to these fish parlors so basically what happened was the first time some someone i don't know if you remember this but the first time you guys were going to move to canada we went to this um i don't know this really cute no, no, it wasn't the Havan. It was somewhere near the sea. And we went there and it was really nice. And basically we were we were given these rooms where, you know how you have like skylights, but this was like a floor light so we could see into the sea. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was beautiful. But what had happened was I had this bracelet and um, I was wearing this bracelet and I, and it dropped into, <laughs> into the sea. And like, while I was on the bridge and I was like, oh no, I lost my bracelet. I'm so sad. But because it was so close to where the floor light was, I actually saw it float into that area. Um, and then I saw like four fish and then it was gone. <laughs> no, this was when I was like 10 years old. I think I was 10 or 11. Um, and up until university, I did not have fish because I was terrified that anytime I will cut open a fish, my bristle will pop out. Oh my so God. I never, I never ate fish, but I, I ate fish because we had like a, we had a sushi thing um, at uni, <laughs> but yeah. And I remember the first time I had sushi was um, someone actually like introduced me to sushi, but it was really bad sushi because it was out in the sun all day and I got oh really God, sick no <laughs> It was carnival sushi from Tetra Pak days, but it was so bad. Um, but yeah, so even like actively, like I became pescatarian, but also I realized I'm saying pescatarian as in to get me to sort of like, it was like a band aid for my parents. Like, oh, at least she's not completely off of meat, but I wasn't really eating fish. 
because I went to a five-week program where I only had access to fish once and I was completely okay and healthier than ever so yeah like yeah yeah because I think like now in this day and age um having too much fish is probably not good for you either because you know Mm -hmm. like the waters are so polluted there's like you know uh bad products of medication in the Mm -hmm. oceans uh, there's like I don't know like waves there's plastic, plastic. there was a plastic. research done where apparently there's um there's plastic in placentas now did oh you did God. you read that study that's so crazy wait uh fish placentas no human placentas because like women eat the fish placentas? and there's plastic like we eat a portion of plastic Oh my god, that's so scary. Okay, wow. Yeah, they're molecules. They're plastic molecules that were passed uh, that were found in placentas, and basically, like, there's this statistic that if you actually look at the food, no matter like how organic you call it, there's still plastic present there because it's inevitable. Like, plastic is everywhere. So basically, try to reduce your plastic waste as much as you can. Yeah. Um, so you know, the best yeah. thing would be if we were able to like completely reduce re- like remove plastics like you know what I mean but I know like that's like kind of like close to impossible but um yeah that would be awesome uh, but I mean like reduce it I I think it's possible to reduce plastic someone like so this is a finale episode so I just wanted to ask you out of all the episodes we have shot and recorded I say shot because we have YouTube videos as well, guys. Please check it out. YouTube is unscripted musings, same teacup. And um, yeah, the the podcast that we, episodes that we've recorded, which one would be your favorite? I mean, it could be from season one as well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to limit you to just season two. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. Um, I would say, okay, so. Okay, so when it comes to, like, um, what I like and stuff, I would say, like, the Marvel episode was a lot of fun. Like, I enjoyed one uh-huh. so much. And then yeah. doing, like, the research for it and, like, you know, reading, like, some of her comic books. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I fully, like, nerded out. So I, I would say that one was, like, one of my favorite episodes to uh, shoot, uh, to record, I mean. And then uh, and also, like, to make the YouTube video for. And mm-hmm. then... Um, I enjoyed making the Star Wars uh, YouTube video as well because, um, I don't know, it was just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me think. And then, like, on a more, like, uh, like educated, like, um, uh, thing, I kind of really liked the Madam C.J. Walker episode mm-hmm. because I... Self-made, actually, yeah. Yeah, self-made. I actually didn't know about, like, those things, like, about, like, you know, the first woman uh, millionaire, like, say, and, like, that she had a company in which she, like, employed a lot of other women so like I really enjoyed like not only like uh, researching that but like actually like fully learning about it so like yeah that was interesting uh, and I was kind of disappointed that they didn't teach us this kind of stuff in like well I mean I guess I went to a British school like we both went to British school so this is more like a yeah history, so yeah but yeah yeah like I mean I was I was briefly in an American school from grade four to grade seven mm-hmm. but I don't remember taking this in history at all. I think we were, did we take history? No, we took important dates. That's all I remember. And then I didn't have history. I don't think they do like intense history up in like in grade seven anyways. Like I think. Yeah, they don't. It gets intense like in in high school because then it does get included in your SATs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What about you? Hmm. Um, Which episodes did you enjoy and like, you know, and, (laughs) and record for YouTube and stuff? 
Okay, so a hundred percent, I loved Little Woman and Star Wars for YouTube. That was super fun finding out what sister we were and which character from Star Wars we relate to most. And I would say, like, like again, like on the educational level, like for you, it's self-made. For me, it was when they see us, right. um, because I, I, I was actively avoiding um, watching the the series. But well, it was we we were prompted to watch it for the podcast. So it was really good. Um, I had I had so much fun recording Mehuna. Oh, <laughs> so right. nice. Yeah, it was so fun. nice fangirling on Sharohan and uh, and then I realized like I still am not over my crush on Zaid Khan like ever. <laughs> so <laughs> it was so nice. Um, yeah. yeah, like. Do it. I have I watched so much of uh so many clips from Mehuna because there's it's so funny, um that like it pops up now like on my homepage all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that, my algorithm's um setting up <laughs> properly. <awesome. laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah that that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so what else? What have you recently like watched? <gasps> I can't pronounce it. You have to say it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Soul. We both watched Soul as well. Yeah, we watched Soul as well. I really liked Soul. Um, but yeah, for this show, I binged all seven seasons throughout Ramadan, and it was so nice. It was so funny. Um, it's not a political show, but it is about like the worst people that you could find in Washington, D.C. running the free world and how they would like I want to imagine that, you know, Obama's team talks like this. I know for a fact Trump's team must talk like this. OK, there is no way in hell that they don't. But it would be nice to know that Obama's sore once in a while. But I found out Obama's like a massive uh, fan of the show as well. Oh really? Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, like ever since you started talking about it, I started watching it as well. I'm only on season two right now, but it's uh-huh. it is literally so funny, and there's yeah. so many like um you know what do you call it? I've already said this before, but uh the character that plays um the guy that plays Gary, he was in a uh-huh. show called Arrested Development, and he played a character named Buster, who was like uh-huh. a total like he was like his mama like um. A, mo- a mama's pet kind of person like, yeah you know, the mom would like literally like she would tell him to brush her hair and he would like brush, sit there and brush <laughs> her hair and so he kind of plays like a similar sort of role in this show as well and I literally, yeah like it made me laugh so much he was my favorite Gary was literally my favorite <laughs> he was um so I watched his interview right and uh let me just find the character the actor's name is so funny um his name is to- Tony Hale mm-hmm. so um yeah like Gary right so it was it, he was basically doing this interview and I'm forgetting which show it was that he was doing the interview with but he was like he was talking about his past roles and he's he's like I do a really good emasculated man <laughs> Like, never put me yeah he's like I'm not cut out for any other role and the crowd went wild everyone was like laughing their head off because yeah. it, he's so funny and even like the award show when like um when Julia like she she got an Emmy he came about like it was like a whole like you know play out of like Gary and Selena where he's like whispering things in her ear like thank god 
thank the team. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was really funny. Oh my god! You know, me and my sister yeah. were talking about um, like Arrested Development because like it has a bunch of like you know, there's like three siblings and Butker uh, was one yeah. of the siblings, the youngest one. Okay. And the other two, like, you know, they all have, like, their own jobs and, like, whatever. So me and my mm-hmm. sister were talking. We're like, oh, uh, you know, like, who do you think we would be from the show, right? There's one that's, like, you know, successful and smart and stuff, right? So I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be that. And then my sister goes, like, let's, let's not, all, like, you know, kid ourselves. We're all a bunch of busters. It's so true. Like, all four of us are just a bunch of busters. Like, we would just, uh, you know, sit there and, like, brush our mom's hair if she asked. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was I was talking to my uh, my friend Rela. She's the one who introduced me to the show to to begin with. Like, she knows my taste, and she's like, "We're all like, get OSN. You you will absolutely love the show." Um, but I was basically telling her, I was like, you know, my entire life I thought I was a Dan at work, but then I realized I was a Mike. Like, you know, this this confused, <laughs> incompetent human being that doesn't know what he's doing, and he just somehow manages to wing it all together. But yeah, he he he. <laughs> He does it terribly, but yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm gonna be a Jonah, like you know, I think I'm like so important. Jonah. Yeah, I saw his I saw his interview as well. He was so funny. Um, uh, basically, Jonah was so the the guy who plays Jonah. I'm forgetting his name. My God, what is his name? It um, matter, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Timothy Simons. Yeah. So basically, he was. Uh, so someone asked him. They're just like you know, um, the character that you played, Jonah. A lot of people hate on him, and they're so because it's a it's a. It's a it's a satire political show so they're just like you know they, they make fun of your character they make fun of your mindset blah blah blah, blah. most of the comments are about your physical appearance <laughs> how do you feel about that and he's like you know it it does get to you sometimes but um but it's funny because we're all saying things to each other anyway and it's so rapid that you only stick to a few a uh, few of them he's like one of the comments and he's like it's not even like the complex uh insults it's the simplest ones like one of the comments that he got um in a focus group once was uh, this random lady was just like his body's a weird shape (laughs) and he's like and and like my middle school like my middle school trauma came out because he's like you know in middle school I used to wear uh I, I was very tall so he used to wear like adult woman pants or whatever oh to work so <laughs> to school so he had he's like I had li- really weird shaped hips and uh so all of that came out and I was like you know I'm a man I have my own family I have kids but you know it was that thing just keep kept hurting and uh it was just really funny the show is awesome if anyone's watching it like yeah Give it, give us a little like DM so we yeah. can fangirl about you know, it. Like, uh, you should watch Arrested Development as well. It's not that many episodes. I'll watch you it. Will, you'll get through it pretty fast. Sure. Show, yeah, you have to watch it. I will watch it for sure. So what did you think about Soul? Like, I loved Soul. So like. I just watched it, man. I'm forgetting the guy's name. What is his name? The character. Oh my god. George. Oh Joe. Joe Gardner no yeah, not Joe, Joe Gardner. Gardner Joe Gardner you're right. Joe Gardner yeah so Joe Joe basically is this um this music teacher and he is teaching high school band or whatever as a substitute 
And just a really quick rundown for anyone who hasn't watched Soul. Um, he's an African-American band teacher and in New York. And um, he gets told that he's being offered a full-time position. He goes and tells his mom who runs a little like, you know, um, a, a clothes shop where she tailors clothes and custom clothes and stuff. And she's super excited because there's job security, there's a pension, there's... Um, health benefits and he's not really into it because he loves jazz he loves playing the piano and he's trying to explain to his kids like you know you get into the zone and there's this one student called connie who gets into the zone but then everyone makes fun of her as all middle schoolers do whenever someone is really getting into their you know coming into their own and um Long story short, he he wants to get this gig with this lady called Dorothea and he gets a gig with her and he's on his way. But then he ends up falling into the gutter and he dies. Yeah. Well, he's not he's not com- he's kind of unfettered, but for some reason, his body still has a heartbeat. Um, so then he goes into the great beyond and he refuses to die. And then he comes back and he comes into the great beginning um where he's meeting all these like souls and it was so interesting now this is what i loved there is this person called jerry like all these people are called jerry's except for the one person called terry who does the counts of all the souls that die per minute um so this one jerry says so he's he's putting he or she or it jerry has all these like little souls um on him and he's he's like oh five of you go into aloof five of you go to confident five of you go to musical and creative and and joe is very concerned and he's just like where are you putting them and he's like well do you think they they're born with these personalities they they don't come from nurture right <laughs> this is what you're born with this is the mindset that you're getting and he's like oh really and then he ends up like he gets mistaken as like a mentor for soul number 22 Mm-hmm. right and I love soul number 22 because she is voiced by Tina Fey mm-hmm. and it's so funny like this whole thing because he wants to go back to earth Tina Fey soul 22 does not care about earth mm-hmm. she is unfettered she's like she's you know she's a nobody because there's no body um it's just a soul and she so eventually she helps and they come back to yeah, yeah? basically hasn't found like her um like spark or spark whatever which yeah. they, they associated with purpose at one point, but then later realized that purpose is not the same as your spark, right? Like, I think that yeah, was yeah. the main, like, themes. Of that the was movie. the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So basically, they come back to Earth, and, like, a whole day is spent with 22 being in Joe's body and Joe's soul in a cat's body. And Joe's watching her experienced life mm-hmm. through him yeah. and um and she she herself is finding the spark so she ends up getting the earth sticker which means she's ready to go into a soul but it was so funny dude like i need to okay one of my favorite things was like 22 was trying to explain how many mentors she's had she's you know she's she's like i've had mother Teresa, i've had gandhi i've had Arch- archimedes um and she's like because uh because at one point they were talking about gyros and um, gyros and and she goes like no no it's gyro because he wanted to kill himself trying to convince me apparently that's how you pronounce it oh, it was wow. so funny and at one point she's like Mary Antoinette was also like one of my mentors and for anyone who hasn't watched it it's so funny because all the souls that she's talking about have like full bodies and Mary Antoinette was beheaded so her soul was just a head there was no body it was so funny I had to like stop the movie and actually laugh out loud because it was hilarious um 
but yeah, like the other thing that I really liked was um, so the way they came back to Earth was because they found like an astral plane. Um, sorry, an, an opening where the Earth is 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 thin, so you could like enter or go back to Earth. So the people who were helping these people out were like um, Moonwind or some whatever. But anyway, Moonwind is this guy who spins signs in um, in uh, in New York, and he was in the zone, which is why he's in that zone plane to begin with. So he tells Joe to get into a meditative state, and he starts saying things like keep your eyes closed to focus on your surroundings. What are you hearing? What are you, you know, what are you smelling? And okay. For anyone who has ever had an anxiety attack and has been given the five steps um, to calm yourself down. These are one of the things like you're supposed to focus on the five things that you're hearing, you know, the four things that you're smelling, the three things that you can feel. It's, it's so interesting. So I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed soul. Honestly, it was so nice. I give it 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's not as good yeah. as inside out, but I give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, no, so. I, really, I really liked it too. Like, you know, in the beginning I was like, Oh my God, I don't understand where this movie is going like I was getting yeah. but then yeah. like um but then when I like realized like what they're kind of like convey like you know how um how like Joe was like looking at his own body of through the cat you could see that he was uh, appreciating his life a lot more than he did when he was you know like alive and within his own body uh, I thought that was really powerful too like because like you know if you think about it like we live our life without like really appreciating everything that we have like you know he was watching 22 eat pizza or like he was watching him look at the trees and the sky and everything and like you know I thought that was so awesome and like it was like I'm like I'm glad that this is a kids movie because kids are gonna see that like you should appreciate life like while you have it like you know so um and that's why like I understand like when he came back in his own body like um when he took the earth sticker from 22 and like 22 got sad and stuff and he came back he like after he played his gig he was not happy because he just like he realized that he's not appreciating it the same way like you know uh and then like yeah then he goes back and he gets 22 um like he gives a sticker back to him and then like you know 22 comes back to earth so like yeah so anyways yeah I thought that was like really cool too like I thought that like it's cool that they represented that like you know people need to step out of themselves for a minute and understand like how beautiful life can be like you know take um like enjoy the little things kind of thing you know like remember when they were just like walking and he when 22 was in Joe's body and he sees like that um vent thingy and he like lies down on it and like the air was like blowing his like a uh, tie up that was so yeah. cute and I'm not even joking when I was younger every time I would see those vent thingies I would love standing on them like you know because they make your voice funny as well and like, yeah you know, and then the air just like goes everywhere it's so fun <laughs> yeah it was so fun like you know while watching soul I really I I remembered that like during uni, I used to constantly ask people, do you want to go cloud watching with me? Do you want to go cloud watching with me? And no one really wanted to do that except for like one person, but we were not that close. So I didn't want to go with her. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, like cloud watching, like it's just, it's one of those things like appreciate the little things, you know, you, you never know, like, listen, life I'm I'm gonna I don't want to sound morbid or anything but life is not guaranteed tomorrow is not guaranteed okay like you know I could die in my sleep tonight or like fall down the stairs or yeah like you know I mean just not to depress anyone but not just that like you could move away you know I 
it's not guaranteed that I'm going to be sitting in this quaint little room um, next year. Maybe I might be living somewhere else. Maybe, you know, I'll be shipped off to Agrabah with some Aladdin kind of dude. I don't know. Yeah, like you, it's it's not guaranteed. So just enjoy the little things like, um, because yeah, it's 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 the little things that really make your life, you know? That's why I really liked Soul. Honestly, like I I really enjoyed the concept. I I loved everything about it. Um, I love the whole description that like Moonwind was giving them there. He's like, Oh, the, the plane will only open up when Gemini enters the door of earth over blah, blah, blah. Like he's saying some random stars names and Joe is so frustrated. He goes like, but when is that? He goes like the government calls at six 30. He could have just said that, but it was yeah. really funny. Um, what did yeah. You, um, okay, so what do you, you know, like how uh, he was saying that, like, when you find that, like, one thing that, like, uh, like elevates you into, like, you know, whatever, another plane. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Like, I feel like I don't have one thing that's like that. Like, I don't think I have, like... Yeah, have, you, have you never been in the zone? I don't think like so. where you're completely where you're you know when like we completely zone out not like on purpose but like we're so focused on something that that this is the only thing that means the world to us yeah no I don't think so no <laughs> by the way I want to include a joke <laughs> there is there were so many subtle jokes in in soul about this about the zone like um so basically the in the zone plane what happens is 22 is just like oh i've been messing with this team for years you know and and like she ends up like throwing something at like someone who's playing basketball and like the person comes down and they're just like oh another hit and miss for the knicks <laughs> so funny i laughed yeah. so hard because it was such a like oh they don't do well anyway so might as well give them that excuse but yeah about the zone um Honestly, I'm going to, I think I've been in the zone a few times and I've been when I was working in special needs. Mm. Like I was just, you know, like in the zone, I, I was only focused on my task with my, with the students I was working with and nothing else mattered. Like it was just like, I didn't care about anything else, I guess. Okay. Okay. I I zone out. I, I get into the zone when I used to paint. So Dude, yeah. you should start painting again. You were like so good at it. <laughs> no, it was really bad. <laughs> no, I don't know why you would say that because like your painting is so good. I want you to paint something for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, thanks. So that didn't take a lot of convincing. <laughs> I'll paint something for you. I mean, if I have a purpose, sure. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the whole thing as well because th- this is what Joe also kept saying. He's like, but what's her purpose? And that's when Jerry said, like, you know, it's not about the purpose. It's about how you live your life. Yeah. And and I think it was really nice because I think Joe was a good teacher. Like, mm-hmm. this was his thing. Like, he was a mentor, you know, because so many great minds that you would name were 22s. I mean, obviously, this is like, you know, fictional. It's not, it's not, not, it's non, it's not nonfiction, but still, like, on paper, Joe was... Joe was basically um, showing 22 how amazing life can be, Yeah, you know, to be born, to have bonds, to have love. But I feel like um, he showed, um, he showed 22 what life could be accidentally. <laughs> like, I don't Yeah, think, it wasn't meant to. Yeah, I think he was like very, like, um, very passionate about like what he wanted to do, like, you know, perform yeah. with uh, uh, Dorothea, uh, but like mm-hmm. he... Um, <laughs> 
but then like you know uh, on his like quest he managed to teach um 22 like you know yeah even even with yeah even what Dorothea said was really interesting because um so she so Joe was just like what do we do tomorrow and she's like same thing again you know you can play a million shows and only feel um like this only in one or two of them like it doesn't really happen often and he's just like oh and then she was like what's wrong teach and then she told him a little story about a fish meeting another fish saying that I'm looking for the ocean Mm -hmm. and the person was just like you are in the ocean she's and then the fish was just like no this is water I want to be in the ocean because it's just one of those things like we keep telling ourselves that the grass is always greener on the other side or you know and by the way I was can I laugh about something it was the bigger picture oh sorry yeah not seeing the bigger picture oh no I listen this is so stupid and like everyone's gonna like hate on me because I'm being such a oh my god I'm so Muslim about this it was so funny but like um he based so Joe basically said if I get a chance to play with Dorothea I will die a happy man right so after he plays like the little um audition he was basically playing with Dorothea and he was walking out and then he died so I was like, "Oh, this is when like the when the uh, when like the angel came and said Amin." <laughs> it was so funny, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's oh such a lame joke. I'm sorry. That's so on point, though. Yeah, it was really funny. Angel say Amin, baby. Never. You know. never know. So always say nice things. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you call it? So this month, or like, yeah, the last few months have been like pretty like uh, weird in like uh, the political sphere as well. You know what? I think one of the things that made Ramadan a little bit like uh, heavier was like the news was so weird. Like the this mm-hmm. whole month, like you know the stuff that's happening in um, Israel right now, and then like the yeah. stuff that um, like just like random things that you know, because um, my dad he puts on this um this channel that like shows when the azan like happens and stuff right so like right when that finishes it starts like showing like different like ads or whatever but like because we're Mm -hmm. like breaking our fast no one like really closes it so you can still see it you know and like and a lot of the images that they show then is like you know the the uh, Yemen like stuff that's happening in Yemen like all these kids that are like literally have no food and they look so sick and I don't know like that that was like really depressing I told my dad I was like oh, please can you not watch this yeah. channel when we break our fast but like yeah anyways um, and like it, and it's so sad because a lot of times like these things I literally cannot even look at them like I can't mm-hmm. like you know that video going of that guy that Yakub guy mm-hmm. or whatever his name yeah was, yeah like taking that lady's house or whatever Mm-hmm. I literally I watched it for like the first like you know I guess like 40-50 seconds and I couldn't like I physically felt sick like just thinking about how painful this is and like I couldn't even watch it and it's, it's just like like for me like I can't watch it like imagine someone that's ha- having to live in something like this like I don't even know and then the thing that happened with uh, uh Aqsa, that was like really really depressing too I think that happened like quite recently and um last last few days like the last five days of ramadan that's when it happened so yeah these things are just like i yeah i think like that stuff like was really really depressing and then another thing like you know um in the beginning of ramadan like me and my dad we were watching the uh Derek chauvin trial as well Mm -hmm. that like that was like another thing like that was like quite like um like i i don't know how to say it like it was just like because um during the trial like um I don't know if you like watched any of it 
but like during the beginning of the trial like i mean throughout the trial they showed the video of like george floyd uh dying uh, you know like Mm -hmm. a bunch of times and it was literally so depressing to watch it again and then um just to see like what what the extent of his suffering was and stuff and like honestly like that was really hard too but like yeah we watched we like I know the trial started on March 8th and that's when we started watching it and it finished April 20th um mm-hmm. uh which is which was like maybe like a week or so into Ramadan I think right yeah yeah One yeah thing no was that the jury mm-hmm. like literally took like only like 10 hours or something to um give him that guilty verdict and he um like yeah that's wondering uh he did get the guilty verdict for all three counts which was like um second degree murder third degree murder and uh second degree manslaughter so he got guilty for all three which uh comes together to 40 years of uh jail but yeah so yeah, yeah. it's i like okay so i mean before before we go yeah on, so for those of you who don't know who george floyd is um and don't know what blm is blm has been around for for a little while even before george floyd was brutally murdered and george floyd was like you know an upstanding um citizen of minnesota and in the states and uh what happened was so blm is a or Black Lives Matter is a decentralized political and social movement protesting against the incidents of police brutality and all racially motivated violence against Black people. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this whole thing started in two thousand nine uh, in two thousand thirteen, when um, innocent when like a teenager uh, was shot um, as well when like a seventeen year old, sorry, the teenager. Uh, Trevin Martin was shot, um, and then it went on. Obviously, like so, it's so BLM protests have been happening throughout. Like, I mean, with this was this is what was so depressing about 2020 entirely last year, and I did mention this during Black History Month as well. Um, is that with global warming happening? Okay, in the backdrop, with the pandemic happening, like just think of a stage. Okay, think of like the stage. The backdrop is global warming. So we know the earth is, you know, falling apart, basically. Then there's another curtain of the pandemic, which is basically cast like a dim light around the whole, like the hall. But then there was BLM happening because everyone was coming out. You know, one police brutality happened because um, Officer Derek, he was an officer, right, someone? He was in a, yeah, so he, um, him and his partners, sort of like his partners were there as associates, I think, right, someone? Yeah. Yeah, so they were there and they... Sorry, three of the police officers were actually, like, literally physically, like, on George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when they were, like, um, restraining him or whatever. And one Mm -hmm. officer was doing crowd control, uh, which was Officer Tao. Um, He was, like, not, like, he was just, like, away a little bit away from them. And he was just telling the bystanders to, like, move back and, like, you know, whatever. And he was, like, a really rude uh, dude as well. Like, Like, yeah. From the videos like he, he sounded like a total jerk like he was not listening to anyone and he was like just like you know like enjoying everything it felt like he yeah he just didn't care yeah like it was um so it was so that's how it came about and then it became an international thing as well because there were protests happening everywhere about black lives matter and people were coming forward with the things that they went through um there was a girl in the uk uh i i believe she was just 12 years old and she was uh she was and Africa, like she was, she was African from African descent. She was Muslim. Yeah. And she yeah, was, was drowned. Sudanese, I remember. I she was Sudanese. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah i think her name was fatima if i'm not mistaken but um but so many people came forward and then like obviously all these posts went um were were being spread around just to inform everyone of how do you get me of how white supremacy has always been there and how um brutal um the world has been towards uh particularly Africans and people with, you know, um, a darker, a darker, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, so this is what sort of, this is what happened with BLM. And luckily, thank God, there was a, there was a trial for Derek, but then everyone kept saying like, this is how ridiculous America is right now. We are being, we are watching a, how long was the trial summoned? Five weeks, four weeks? Yeah, it was like five, it was from like March 8th to April 20th. So that's like almost a month, I would say. Yeah, so basically we're watching a trial for a murder the entire world witnessed. Get me, there was actual live footage. Everyone saw this and everyone's talking about how the same thing is now happening in Palestine because now we have PLM, which is Palestinian Lives Matter. Mm. And um, like everyone on Instagram has changed their thing to maroon red as well um, in, in support of Palestine. But that, that color already exists for Kashmir. Mm, so it's right. just it's yeah. it's so upsetting there's so many human yeah. beings on earth that are you know that that are going through so much torture and it's one of those things like even with soul like i realized that you know we should really appreciate the little things because we're great we need to be grateful for so much um that you know we we were not even told like i mean we've actually always been political because we have had the privilege of expressing our opinions even if granted not all of our opinions but at least some enough for my student to say that she worries that I'll get deported <laughs> but yeah. but yeah like that being said it's um yeah George Floyd was murdered um you know he was a 46 year old black man he was murdered on the 25th May 2020 and his trial was for this murder was done now in April 2021 yeah. but someone how was the trial overall like for you to watch and for everything to come forth because I know they they brought a lot of like medical professionals uh to come forward as well to to see if this was actually murder or if he had like pre-existing conditions to yeah. that would have led uh, oh you know God, that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay so the trial was okay so one thing that I was thinking um everyone posted about the you know like the George Floyd um video and like you know they expressed their disgust at what happened but like I feel like uh, not a lot of like celebrities and like all of all of the people in power like you know nobody really like told people to watch the trial I personally think that the trial was so important and like I really feel like everyone should have watched it like at, at least people that live in Canada and like in America or like even for us like that like that that know what police brutality can look like you know what I mean like I think it was very important that they watch it because like they um the way the prosecutors um did the trial like the ones that were on Georgia's side um okay so the prosecutors like I mean for people that don't know they were the ones that were um explaining that how um Derek Chauvin committed murder like you know what I mean like they were the ones uh, fighting for Georgia's defense and then the defense was the one that was for um Derek Chauvin who was like trying to say like oh he's innocent and there's re reasonable doubt that like he act that his knee was the reason why he died like you know so yeah so the prosecutors they had like 38 um 
witnesses that came and testified which is like a really like a staggering number of people and like a lot of the people that testified they did it pro bono they were literally like oh we like one of the doctors dr martin he was uh he like he's like written books about like pulmonology like for rest like breathing so like yeah he was he he was an older guy he was definitely like very respected and like I'm sure he was a like he's a great like clinician and like a great doctor and he came and he was like oh um I'm doing this for free he was like I looked at the uh, video and I was like I know I can offer my um expertise and like you know so he made like a giant like a huge like a lot of like powerpoint presentations and he explained everything really well and stuff so like I was just like thinking that like honestly people were so like moved and like shattered by what happened that they were literally willing to do this for free even the prosecutors the six lawyers that were there like I know like three or four of them were for, were doing it pro bono like uh the main guy Jerry Blackwell who was a civil rights lawyer he was amazing him and then this other guy Steve he was also doing it for free he was literally amazing as well but like yeah so um and so the way they divided the trial was like in the beginning uh the first like week they had like a lot of like witnesses come who just like who were the bystanders like who saw everything happen one of the kids one of the people that was a bystander was literally a 9-year-old girl and she was so cute morale she had like a little like green shirt on that said like love on it and she was wearing tights and like you know she was uh, she's african american and she had like you know really big hair it was literally the cutest thing in the world and like i like you could see that she was so scared and she was just like the lawyer asked her he was like oh like you know what did you feel when you were like watching this happen and she said that she felt sad because she was like she has a dad that looks like that she has a brother that looks like that she you know so i was just like like literally shattered like it was so sad so um yeah so that like they had the witnesses come then they had like a police experts and like force experts come the police people like you know they were just like oh no this is 100% excessive force like what the heck was he doing like you know you and um like this is what i thought was important that people should know is that like when the police uh people were like the sergeants and lieutenants and whatever when they were talking they kept saying that like yeah you're not supposed to put a person in the prone position and then on top of that like you know sit on top of them like you're not this it's not proper police practices so like i feel like if people see this they would know like if they ever see it in public happening they could be like get the f off him you're not allowed to do this it's not proper procedures you know what i mean yeah for sure i mean it's it's not like he was attacking them i think the whole dispute was based off of like a the understanding from derek that he had he had used like george had used um a counterfeit 20 dollar bill right and it was it was um it wasn't do you get me it didn't call for this force exactly. he wasn't attacking someone i feel like the only time i will actually probably sit on someone the way Derek's out on George is if I know that this person is about to attack someone mm -hmm. um, and it's just like, no, to calm this person down, I'm going to put all my weight on this person to just, yeah. just stay there and, yeah. and talk him out of it. But, but what he was doing and then they kept asking bystanders to like move away. But my, but my question summon is that like, how did they get like jurors, Gabby? Like how did they get jury people like, the, the people in jury because this was something that Jimmy was witnessed all over the world like everyone saw it to the point that Nickelodeon um would would stop their shows for for nine minutes to and 20 seconds 
so this so everyone could just hear breathing just that they understood what George Floyd was what George Floyd was going through I mean it's yeah. such how did they find these people that were living under a rock get me I yeah, mean okay, so um, I think yeah the people that they had in the jury actually were aware of what had happened um mm-hmm. out of the jury I think four or or maybe six people had actually watched the video before and um but like one of the main questions that they asked them was like if they partook in the BLM protest and none of them did um and then they asked if um like if they watched the video and then like you know a couple of them said that they had watched the video and then it was like um if they had any opinions about it from now like you know before the trial or whatever so they said they they didn't have any like you know like actual like do you think they lied I bet, like, I mean, like, you know what like that's what the thing like you know when they did their closing arguments one of the main things the guy was saying like he was like uh, the lawyer steve he's, he's like oh uh, this case isn't really about like you know medical force blah blah blah. it's literally like what you saw is what happened like you know so believe yeah. your eyes like you know he kept repeating that he was like believe your eyes um so yeah okay so um one of the things that they were like um that they tried to use to like um, make it look like George Floyd's death wasn't because of Derek was like he had an enlarged heart like you know and that like mm-hmm. you know he had taken some drugs but like the thing is like when they did like toxicology report his drug level was like very low like it was like 0.19 like nanograms like which is like nothing so like mm-hmm. yeah anyways and then like his enlarged heart they had a cardiologist come in and he, the doctor explained that like oh for the um the size and like you know the fact that he had hypertension that like you know that this heart size is not shocking or not like bad like he could have lived a normal life it was nothing that would like have made him die or something you know um so like yeah those were like the things that like they used to like throw doubt in the jury like you know the prosecutors handled it really well like they had really good like uh doctors come on board who like spoke about everything so like yeah um and then you know one thing that i really like liked um in the closing arguments like the uh the other lawyer jerry blackwell what he said was like he was like oh um you know we keep hearing about like uh george floyd's heart being big or whatever but that's not what caused him to die it was the fact that Derek chauvin's heart was too small i was like tears like it was so effing powerful and it was so yeah. true like that was it like his heart was too small dude morale honestly when i was watching the trial and when they were breaking down like the whole video um they showed that derek literally had his knee on his neck or back or arm whatever like on his body for even when the ambulance came and like even when they were like checking his pulse he his like knee was still on him the, he only removed it when they were putting him on the stretcher and the way like when you watch him being put on the stretcher you can tell that like he's not like he's, he's no not more alive anymore like literally yeah. you can see it like just the way his body like flopped onto the stretcher i was like wow like this guy like legitimately did not move even even when his own like police officers were telling him like oh his pulse is really low like we can't um hear it like we can't feel it you know yeah but it was just like he still stayed on him and then one of the girls uh genevieve genevieve hansen or something she was like mm-hmm. a firefighter but like she was off duty you know so she like saw what was happening and so she offered like she's like oh i i'm trained in medical like you know cpr and everything so like let me help like i can help or whatever you know and like he said no to her and then she like asked again and like she tried to come forward and he threatened her with mace like he was like i'll mace you like you know just go back like you know it was ridiculous like i was like oh my god 
slow. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know? And it's still going on. Like police brutality is still going on. We're still hearing of people like, you know, okay. um, dying. I think the day uh, Derek was, uh, was found guilty, um, there was another yeah, incident was like, where... I think it was like three days before the Dante Wright yeah. shooting. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Was so stupid. Dude, that dumb B word. She was a police officer for 29 years and she mis- mistook her taser for a gun. Like, is she a moron or is she a what? They're all more. I swear, they're, they're just pleading stupid. Do you get me? Like, listen, I'm sorry. We also watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, I know for a fact that Brooklyn Nine-Nine was supposed to air their, um, start shooting their new season, but they took a break. They're, because it's going to be their last season as well. They're like, in light of what happened with George Floyd and BLM, we're rewriting our entire script and everything. And uh, they're going to work on it because... Like, I mean, as much as I want to believe that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is so inclusive and this, I want to believe that the police um, academy is this inclusive, inclusive, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. And and you could see all of that with like, you know, with everything that happened when they see us, because these are based off of like actual life story events. Um, it's just, it's really sad. And she was a moron, I swear. But my other question to you, someone, and I remember, like, I was very curious about this because I was following the tweets, but I wasn't actually, like, watching the trial. Yeah. Um, were there any, on anyone on the jury that were African-American? Uh, yeah, okay, so there was 12 people on the jury, six people were white, and then the other six, four of them were African-American, and the other two were um, of mixed race, like, you know, Latino, okay. Hispanic, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, wow. It's well. I'm glad that I hope Derek gets what he what he deserves. Honestly, this is you know he's gonna he's yeah. going to go for a he's applying for a mistrial or like an appeal because like during his um trial like obviously like because the media was talking about it so much and because um like you said Nickelodeon even uh had the nine minutes mm-hmm. break and like you know so he was saying that the jury was not like obviously the jury was from Minneapolis as well so like he was saying that but then that's just it no matter where you go in the world yeah. everyone is still gonna and find him guilty yeah and do a trial and he would still lose because the jury would get me yeah. like he could go to he could be he could go to Pakistan and still be found guilty yeah, yeah I know have like, you seen the new like truck cards that like some of the Pakistani trucks have it's George Floyd really yeah. oh wow I haven't yeah. seen it but yeah good Pakistan but yeah like it, it has been coming about like um Captain America and and the Winter Soldier sorry Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier have you seen it yeah but I haven't finished it I haven't watched the last episode but do you know what the ending is well, obviously, I think the Falcon's going to become Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um, so basically, yeah. I mean, that that was kind of a given, get me? But, like, it was, they had to, I'm glad that they put the series in so we understood um, how he becomes Captain America. I'm so sorry that I'm killing the thing for you, but you already started watching the show, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it, and it was everywhere. Like, even I knew even before it st- I started watching the show that, like, oh, this is what's going to happen because it was inevitable. But um, Anthony Mackie, the guy who plays Falcon, um, he was interviewed by Trevor Trevor Noah on the Daily Show, <laughs> social distancing show. Um, and he said, he said this uh, thing because, obviously, Trevor Noah asked him about, like, the experiences he had you know working as an actor and whatnot and Anthony Mackie is so cool like he's actually building his own houses as well so 
like different uh, different homes for different people. And and I personally love that because if you know me even a little bit, you know that I want to work for Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this um, so Anthony Mackie said that as a black man, you're in an abusive relationship with America. So how do you fight for a country that has never given you any love, support, appreciation, or trust? And some of the things Anthony Mackie's um, character says, it's it's like it's some of the things that even um, they said in in the Black Panther. Like remember how they were talking about um vibranium and how michael b jordan's character was to chaka no he was trying to talk to chaka yeah killmonger was trying to talk to chaka to chaka yeah so he was sorry t'challa t'challa t'chaka was his dad t'challa like he was trying to speak to uh chadwick boseman's character and appeal to him and say that um the world needs it and and that's what that's what that's how they concluded uh, the thing because they started um programs where they were going to help out uh children of african communities living in different different uh countries because they had no idea that they had so many riches and it is it is important like um i don't know if any of you've watched sorry someone you're the only one over here i don't know if any of our coconuts have watched new amsterdam and someone i know you haven't watched new amsterdam but what i really appreciate about new amsterdam is that the the guy who um max who plays the medical um the chief of medicine he is trying to point out how broken the system is and how we can help each other by um by you know like forgetting the rules and regulations while keeping them in mind but also making a better tomorrow like um the one of the one of the episodes in season three there's everyone is lacking something in in light of the pandemic because it's shot during the pandemic they're lacking in something like the like their hospital is out of a certain um drug that you need for for the for all of the patients that are on ventilators and to wean them off that you need this particular drug otherwise their thing will be um pretty long and and so on and so forth like there are different things that everyone needs and what he did was he just started a conference call because he had spoken to every single medical head in the country and they finally spoke up and they realized that they could help each other without getting the government or other people involved like you know like do a little trade-off like i have so many of these uh, of so many catheters i have so many of like whatever stents or whatever they needed and they and this is how you do like you need to have a conversation where how you can make a better tomorrow and i feel like um, yeah sorry i was just gonna say like interestingly enough i actually like agree with the thought of like not having the government control everything in your life like not having Mm -hmm. to wait till the government passes some laws or whatever i think i think it has come to a time that like you know that us as people should be able to make our own decisions as well like you know you don't have to like wait till like they tell you that oh this is bad or oh this is allowed or this is like you know i don't know like i i really do feel like the governments generally suck like it's in they country, do and it like, I and it sucks yeah that it has a great no, none of the countries i swear like and it it really like i was having a conversation with my dad who um but i mean my father really liked imran khan as their prime minister for a while and like for those of you who don't know, Imran Khan is the prime minister of Pakistan, mm-hmm. and a lot of people opposed uh, opposed him being prime minister because he has no political background, but he has a lot of heart and soul. Now, I, for one, am no longer supporting Imran Khan because he started saying all these things that, you know, that honestly 
no disrespect to anyone or to him. Actually, whatever, all disrespect meant, meant at this point. You don't say things like, oh, the country is bad because women dress terribly. No, he did. He did in his like, basically, I'm not going to quote his entire speech. But to sum up, this is what he said that women are studying too much. And they're, you know, they're exposed to too many things or whatever. So I was explaining to my father that, you know, he is not thinking one, he is he has only sons, he doesn't have daughters. Secondly, he is saying seven wives, so he should not. <laughs> he's had three wives, three Whatever. wives. But yeah, like I mean, I've so that's what I was telling my dad. I was like, you know, you can't like, you know, he's our if elected official, and you can't tell the whole world to learn about Islam by watching a Turkish show that's being dubbed in Urdu. That that doesn't work. And for those of you who don't know what it is figure it out i can't pronounce the word right now but yeah it's it's it was ridiculous i told my dad i was like you know instead of telling us that women are are you know all this abuse is happening towards women because they're dressed inappropriately instead of telling us to become sacrificial animals why aren't you telling the boys not to become men such as xyz you know it's like it's one of those things like instead of telling young girls of of women tales of women who who have endured so much on their husband's hands or their father's or their brother's hands instead of telling us about how brave they were for being silent tell your sons not to become these men in the future like you need to have a conversation you can't just say something like fine if an islamic leader is saying something like this i understand you know some some islamic leaders they they can be very um narrow minded I will say, yeah, governments are lame. Even thing goes for Modi. Same thing goes for Modi, like um, of India. He's the prime minister of India. And and I spoke to my friend who is Indian and like our friend, someone. And she was telling me that, you know, like um, her mom was really ill. And it's very upsetting that, you know, our our elected official is such a monster that there is all of this aid is there, but they've kept it in customs. They're not even forwarding it like pakistan a place that has so many so much history with india is ready to send a fleet of ambulances and you're stopping all of that so it's just all the governments just suck i was was yeah um i was uh watching uh, i don't know who it was like a youtuber and she was like talking about um the situation in india and she was saying that like a lot of the government like you know the tax money or whatever um Mm -hmm. moody currently is using it to um renovate the parliament like the hell there's people literally dying and he's yeah relocating funds into building up the parliament buildings are you joking right now like you know invest in like the hospitals invest in like ventilators and like oxygen and all of that like i feel like Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that like um for like their next election people's eyes are open like you know and they see that what a terrible tyrant he was and he always was like I honestly disliked him from the start like he was yeah. so nationalistic and he spread so much hate and he like incited so much hate it was it was terrible like you know and like now I think people can see because like how long can you hide your true character from like you know what I mean like and his true yeah. character is like coming out now like you know and I'm glad that it's come it's come out and like I hope, like uh, inshallah, like next election cycle they elect someone better. But again, like I said, I really hate the government. <laughs> I, I've, I've <laughs> I become, hate all the governments. You know, like, yeah. Parks and Rec. Uh, there's uh the character Ron Swanson. I'm Ron yeah. Swanson. Like you know the libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I know we need governments because then it'll be anarchy, right? We need someone I mean, to hold us like accountable for certain things. But we need, yeah, <laughs> we need like, I guess like, it's just one of those things like all of these these offices are so corrupt because everyone is so blinded with with you know what benefits them the most and right. no one stops to think like what's going to benefit humanity the most because listen honest to god i don't care how much money you have i don't care how much power you have if there are no humans to follow you mm-hmm. what are you and get if, me like, you're if, just an idiot <laughs> with lots of money like if yeah consistent consist whatever if everyone yeah. that is under your like you know like town or whatever like if all of them are unhappy are poor are depressed are jobless or like cannot afford like the taxes that you've put on them or like you know do not have access to proper medical then how what is the use like you know like what is the use of you and what if the what is the use of anything like you know you've ruined everyone's life like basically so who cares what you're um what you're like what you ran for and like what you're trying to do or whatever unless you actually do it like you know actually show like proper change happen like you know so yeah you gotta like yeah you gotta really listen to the people listen to their problems and try to solve it if you're a politician yeah it's just like think global act local get me like honestly like okay the world is corrupt okay fine let's say let's let's talk about with someone let's come full circle like everything that someone was saying earlier on regarding seaspiracy there's so much plastic in the oceans fine Mm -hmm. go to your local beach okay plastic is in the oceans plastic is in the oceans that's global think global act local clean it up just clean up doesn't matter whose trash it is clean it up get other people involved i know our our one of our friends aisha her nephew um started an initiative with his friends like he would go every saturday to collect trash um and clean up karachi beach so we just need to you know start start thinking about think globally but act locally basically like it's small steps but honest to god they make a difference if everyone gets involved Mm -hmm. so like don't yeah. wait till the government tells you to do something like oh like oh uh you know national recycle day or whatever just do it on mm-hmm. your own <laughs> and don't yeah. like, wait till the government says that like oh um be nice to your neighbor like freaking be nice to your neighbor <laughs> you know what just I mean? be nice to your neighbor why why are you asking for like, some sort of like you know yeah people. just do it <laughs> just do it i mean obviously positive things that that yeah, doesn't obviously. mean like you know attack people but yeah, just yeah. honestly like what's stopping you so mm-hmm. but that being said today is the 18th of may mm-hmm. and we will not be posting anything on the 25th as um as someone pointed out this is our finale episode for season two mm-hmm. we will be coming back on the first of june with season three Mm-hmm. for our coconuts yeah <laughs> yeah so, um anyways uh before we go we'd just like to thank everyone for watching and uh listening to us and watching us on youtube mm-hmm. um yeah you guys are the kind of like the reason why we do it and also because we're like we like talking <laughs> <laughs> it really makes our day <laughs> just talking about what we want <laughs> yeah. but yeah so thank you for being awesome um yeah. coconuts and if you guys have any ideas for like what we should discuss in season three please dm us because we do need ideas <laughs> yeah anything honestly that there are no there's there are no bad ideas mm-hmm. um so <laughs> yeah but before we end summon and i will only be asking you this again in season three what are you drinking today <laughs> oh my god uh <laughs> nice i'm drinking a cup of tea 
um yeah I just I made it like maybe like five like five minutes before we started so like it was uh-huh. hot and stuff but yeah it's just Perfect. a regular Lipton tea you know <laughs> what about you what are you drinking nice I'm drinking green tea because this is this is what's gonna help me in life not really man I'm just I'm too lazy to get the milk from the fridge so I'm having green tea instead so yeah yeah, that I hope you have a good week Mm -hmm. and uh coconuts I hope you have a lovely week as well sorry we didn't post anything last week in respect to Ramadan and Eid and uh we are not gonna be posting anything this coming week in respect for us brainstorming (laughs) (laughs) season three (laughs) so yeah um all right all right bye 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 someone